Hey, this is Eric from the Take It Easy Sports Show. I just am putting this in quick. We recorded this episode before the Suns played game two um, and we saw the value, but I just wanted to add in there, what a shot, what a play, what a game. Um, Suns are really fun to watch this year. Enjoy the episode. Eric, the Phoenix Suns are currently in the Western Conference Finals. They are red hot. You know, we've had a lot of really good events going on the last couple weekends here in Arizona in, in, in terms of high school sports. And this is our 54th episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show. How you feeling today, man? I'm good. Um, you know, hanging in there. There's a lot, like you said, of cool stuff going on. June's always a fun month for high school sports just because there's so many things going on at the same it is. time. Yeah. Um, and it's it's weird because, you know, it's it's a lot of games and everything, so it's interesting, but it's also not like, you know, there isn't as much riding on the line necessarily for all the high school stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a chance to see how everybody is shaking out a little bit, things like that. But it's just it's just kind of a good time to catch up with everyone, too. It is. And we're going to get into all of that. Uh, once again, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. My name is Zach Alvar, and I am joined by my co-host, who I've already introduced, Eric Newman. Um, Eric, first things first, how are you doing up there in Flagstaff? Because I know it's not a great situation right now with the fires, several of them, actually, up in the high country. Yeah, and it's... I saw, uh, yeah, and I, well, really quick, I saw your Twitter. It was pretty smoky today, right? Yeah, it was super smoky, and it still is. As we're recording this, I mean, all of Flagstaff is, like, I went outside. I went to the gym earlier today, um, and walking in the parking lot um, just to the gym, and then I went to the grocery store after, like, walking in the parking lots, I could feel the smoke. I could smell it, and I could, like, even feel it on my eyes a little bit. Um, mm. like it, it smelled like there's just a giant campfire. Cause I mean, that's essentially, it's just yeah. a fire. It's wild. Um, so I'm lucky, uh, I'm on kind of the opposite part of town from where the fire is really going hard right now. Um, yeah. it hasn't gone as much in like the city center or anything like that. So, uh, I'm hoping it doesn't, but at the moment it's, it's still just, you know, concerning, but yeah. I'm okay for now. And for those of you listening, we are recording this uh, on Monday, June 21st. So uh, just today, I believe it was what, south of the I-40 and, or yeah, south of, is it I-40? I can't remember now. South of the 40 freeway and then west of the 17, basically. So that part of Flagstaff is essentially, they're being told basically to get ready to evacuate. So it's not a very good situation. Um, you know, our good friend Lee Patterson, who I actually spoke to just a couple of days ago, he called me out of the blue and. We had a good conversation just about everything going on. Um, he's actually heading to Hawaii, which I'm very jealous of. Um, but, you know, there was a day out there in, in Safford that it was super smoky, too, because of that fire that was out near Globe. Um, and I'm pretty sure that one is actually still going on. It might be a little bit more contained now, but that was actually pushing smoke into the valley. Um, you know, last Tuesday, um, 
I don't know what the date is off the top of my head, but Higley had to cancel their sevens because the atmosphere, like the the air quality, was so bad from the smoke coming all the way from Globe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's not a good situation. We desperately need rain, and uh, you know Jeremy Hathcock, head coach of Blue Ridge, also the AD up there, uh, former coach of Desert Ridge football. Um, you know, he posted a video and it was raining and 60 degrees up there in his part of the of the state, which I was very jealous of. You know, what's crazy um, is it actually rained a couple days ago here. Not a ton, it. but um, I mean, enough that you wouldn't think this fire was going to happen. I mean, it's been super dry other than that. But yeah. still, that's what I think we we just need one. We need the monsoon to really kick into high gear. But two, we don't we don't need like the dust part of the monsoon. We need like the actual rainstorm. Yeah, part the, the water monsoon. part. Yeah, the water part, not the you know haboob or uh, who was it? Um, oh, I think it was actually Pedro Gomez, the great uh, late Pedro Gomez. Uh, I think he said uh, baboon on accident. Remember that like a couple years ago on Twitter? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Um, so yeah, we definitely need some rain here. That's for sure. Um, Speaking of rain, Phoenix Suns, 8-0 in the last eight playoff games. They're just raining down shots, uh, three-point range, uh, alley-oops, um, mid-range jumpers. I mean, they look pretty good right now, Eric. Uh, we're not yeah, going to get into specifics because we don't know when this is going to air compared to when their next game is. Um, but overall, just the Western Conference Finals, how good do you feel about this now that they have at least a game under their belt? I feel good. Um, it's, it's weird because, you know, it's, it's just a not natural feeling watching the Suns <laughs> and thinking, Hey, they're probably the favorites in this series. Yeah, like exactly. It, it's rare to have them be in a series, much less be the favorite at it. Yep. It's actually really funny too, because I saw a tweet earlier today and it was like, today is June. What is it? Yeah. June 21st. And instead of the Phoenix Suns fans being excited about who we're going to get in the lottery. We're excited about the Suns being in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, the last time that happened was over a decade ago. So just to think about that is actually And really, I mean, at the really beginning cool. of the year, no one expected this. Like, no, I remember people, I, I was even thinking about it the other day, Kellen Olsen, who I always reference. I mean, he does a great job for Arizona sports. I used to work with him, just a tremendous dude. You know, I think he even said that he would bet maybe 35, 40 wins this year with Chris Paul. I think he was thinking next year would be the year that the Suns would actually get, you know, into contention for a playoff run. But they've surprised, I think, everybody. And I yes. even heard that on the radio today, too. It's not like – I mean, they've been good all year. But now, finally, other people are starting to open their eyes and say, holy crap, Phoenix is for real. Yep. This whole – the whole uh, semifinals uh, or the conference finals are just wild with the – if you had told me both Phoenix and – and Atlanta right. was going to be in this. Just wild, man. It's yeah. crazy. It it is bizarre. I mean, I was watching that uh, that Bucks and Nets game, uh, game seven, obviously. And I'll be honest, I it was my third. No, that was Saturday. So it was my second day covering section seven, which we'll get into. Um, the day before, I was there for about six hours until about eleven at night, and then I was back at eight a.m. on Saturday. I was so tired by the time that game actually came on. I went out to dinner. I came home. I actually fell asleep when the Nets were winning, and I woke up to the Bucks basically winning. You know, at the end of the game, and I was like, "What just happened?" I had to actually rewatch the the TNT broadcast. Um, yeah, 
But I Kevin was Durant was exceptional surprised. in that game oh, too. He's been great all all playoffs. Yeah, there's just been some amazing, um, and I mean, we started this whole conversation because we were talking about the Suns, but just yeah. in general, there's been some amazing, amazing, um, like individual performances, and that includes the Devin Booker forty point triple double in the yep. first game, his first um, ever career triple double. Yeah, it's crazy. And it comes in one of the biggest games of his career. <laughs> yeah. It's wild, oh, man. man. It's crazy. It's just, it really is. And he had to, he had the weight of no Chris Paul on his shoulders too. And he did that. And yet he wasn't named to an all NBA team. It's like, wild. Uh, you I, know, I, a lot of times you see this narrative that like, you know, teams, uh, they, you always hear about playoff experience and um, how important it is to have people with that. And obviously it's not like they don't have anybody without playoff experience. Um, Like Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, both have been in um, big situations, but uh, you know, the, the core of this team, um, a lot of young guys who have never been there before. And they're showing that, you know, maybe it's an anomaly. Maybe it's just, they're this good. Um, They, can be in a big situation like this and and succeed. So let me ask you this. If Devin Booker, maybe not triple-double or 40 points, but if he still continues to play the way he has so far this season and all throughout the playoffs, as we move forward with the playoffs and into the finals, and let's say the Suns win the NBA finals, because I think they're the favorite at this point. With, with they are. Now. They have to be. So let's say he does all that. Then he goes with Team USA, wins a gold medal, because let's be honest – the USA is not losing that. Um, and then next year, leading up to the all-star break and the all-star voting process, he has similar success. Is he a, is he a starter for the first time ever in the all-star game next year? Well, starter is tough because starter is voted on. So it's not based on. Well, I, I understand. But what I'm saying is obviously the fans will start to, if the Suns win, the fans are going to be like, holy crap, like this team is for real. Look at Devin Booker. Not only that, but if they win, I guarantee they get more national broadcast next year. Yeah. I mean, the question is, who do you think would even be potentially like a, a, a two guard? Who in the Western Conference is a better two guard right now? Exactly. I don't think anybody. Now, I know it's not West versus East anymore. It's obviously team so and so. But the starters, so-and-so. the starters are five East and five West players. Oh, that's true. Good point. So the, and the ending rosters are different, but yeah. um, but that's who the top the starters are the first ten. That's right. That's right. I did forget about that. But so, so the, the short answer to your question is yes. I think I think he should be a starter yeah. um, if all that happens, and there's a good chance it does happen. I think so too. I mean, I legitimately think this is the start of the Devin Booker, one of the best basketball basketball players in the league. I mean, obviously we've we've always thought that. I'm sure. But I think now it's going to be a universal conversation. I mean, people yeah, are already I mean, saying the Kobe thing. You talked about, like, if he wins the title and if he does this and that. Like, the point we're at now, even if they lose 4-1 and don't win another game, which I don't think is going to happen. Like, I, I still think this series is a battle. But even if they did get swept at this point, from this point on, like, I think that conversation still needs to exist just because of what's already happened. Yeah. I agree 100%. I think – I was just going to say that. I was going to kind of go off your point. I think he's already made a name for himself. 
I mean, in, in, in the eyes of the national NBA audience, I mean, obviously he's already made a name for himself here with us because, you know, <laughs> we don't we don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah, um, of course. But I think you're right. I think no matter what happens this point forward, I think he's already earned that respect. Yeah, and I mean, for I, sure. I kind of brought it up, too, when, when you were, um, you know, going into your point. But the conversation has already started where, you know, he is either, what is it, the next Kobe Bryant or like a young Kobe Bryant or like, I don't know what, what it was exactly, but it was him and Kobe Bryant. And obviously they have that relationship before Kobe passed away. Um, I think Devin actually has a tattoo from what I heard or saw from reports that says like go be great or something like that from it was from what Kobe actually told him. So um, I'm sure that means a lot to him. But at the same time, I think he wants to kind of be his own player. But yeah, I, I mean, like those Kobe. comparisons are weird. Like, yeah, obviously, it's a completely different thing. Like people always said, like Kobe was a lot like Michael Jordan, but they had different games. And yeah. And Devin Booker and Kobe Bryant have different games. It's 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 so difficult to actually like say one player is just like the other. It doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. That's a good point. Good point. Um, but in terms of what you're talking about, like just simply like another great player at that position, it's hard to argue. Yeah. No, I agree. I 100% agree. Um, one thing I was going to get into really quick before we shift gears. Um, the Suns and Four guy was very funny because, you know, for for a variety of reasons. I don't think he was as funny as a lot of people thought he was. Like it's it's a fun story, I guess. Yeah. But I think it was mo- it was a lot funnier just because he literally, as he was beating up one dude, he swings at another, connects, and says, "Back up!" And this is obviously the clean version. Back up! I'm gonna beat your boy or something like that and then he goes sons and four sons and four and then wails on the guy like one or two more times and then yeah and it's also funny because that nuggets fan is actually claiming that he won the fight versus you know oh yeah there's a there's a whole youtube interview out yeah where he just looks ridiculous and is wearing four watches and whatever else (laughs) it's it's weird and like he's like oh he scratched my nose which, if someone scratches your nose, like they still scratch your nose anyway. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but I think the point you were trying to make is, it's it's kind of funny, but we also don't want to like encourage that yeah. kind of behavior. We don't want it to happen every single game, because it's already happened. Obviously, again, I'm sure you saw the video. Um, and, and I mean, it was. I mean, that was even more, that was more than just one-on-one or one-on-two or whatever. It was like an all-out brawl with like five or six different it's people. It's crazy. People, it's a, people are copycats yep. and they see something that got this guy a weird level of success that he probably shouldn't have had and fame and whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it, it's silly to, to want to be that person. It's yeah. It's the same thing with the kid who took his shirt off. Um, like, the second time around, it just wasn't as funny. Video, please. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yesterday, or whenever the two days ago, or whenever the game was, they did the same thing. Um, yeah. And he came back and took his shirt off, and it's like, okay, it's kind of cute, I guess, like, as an idea, but it's just not that funny anymore. Yeah. And fans acting a certain way at this like have fun 
and root your team on and whatever, but you don't need to hurt people to yeah. to get famous or whatever. And it's not like the you're really like you might get famous on Twitter or whatever, but you're not gonna yeah. you're not actually having real life success based off of that. Yeah. So I don't know. It Eric, just if, it's silly. If I bought you and I tickets to the Western Conference Finals or the finals if the Suns make it, one, would you go? And yes, two, I would go. Okay, so two, the stipulation for you going, getting a free ticket is you have to take your shirt off and, and swing it around. Not worth it. And then get into a fight. I don't have a ton of dignity, but I have that much. I mean, you and I could like act like we're fighting each other. I would rather not do that. Oh, okay. That works. I can safely watch on TV without hurting anyone. Can I come over and we can still record a fight? Sure. If okay. you want to do that. <laughs> if that's if that's what your desire is to fake a fight on the couch. I just want the clout, bro. I want that Twitter clout. That I don't want that. Oh. All right. But you love Twitter. You love your Twitter followers. Yeah, that's right. You're almost Thank at you to like everyone that follows me, however many it is. Hey, look, when you get to 2000, we're going crazy, man. Great. I'm, I'm going to bring Daryl back. Please do. <laughs> I want to meet Daryl. Daryl's a good guy, man. I think I'm actually going to work it. out with him after we get done recording. Tell him hi for me. Tell him the guy you don't know that you were part of a podcast for um, <laughs> says hi. He just love. Like, hey, what's up, Eric? This is Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me and i don't know you and then and then and i think the best part was once you were like who's daryl and i was like i was like oh it's my buddy you're like all right daryl i'll follow you if you follow me and i'm like he doesn't even have a twitter so <laughs> just silly that was great uh, i'm i'm so glad that i made that happen one um, of the highlights of our podcast was, thus far. it was good i still think the best episode was with your dad but we'll have to bring him on for a for an encore a very late encore but yeah um, agreed um actually it was it was around this time we did it because it was around father's day yeah it was it was like a week or two after father's day or something like that oh call him up as a celebration call him up right now just put him on speaker okay (laughs) i'm sure i'll do it will you really yeah do it please do well the problem is is he gonna be able to hear me I don't know. Oh. My dad, Jamie Newman, is on the line now. Um, Zach and I were just talking. It has been pretty much exactly a year. Um, the day after Father's Day um, that we brought you on the first time to be on the podcast. Jamie, dad, whatever you want to be, how are you doing? Oh, I am just overwhelmed with joy to join you both again. <laughs> One year anniversary. I've been holding my breath since the last time and i had to be resuscitated twice yeah you had been telling me you're like why don't you have me on every single week um really my sports knowledge is volumes they're very skinny volumes and they all involve sumo wrestling but otherwise um you are you are the biggest american sumo wrestling fan i know um I don't know if I'm the biggest. I'm the most interested, but that's yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's probably larger in terms of mass, bigger people. But behind the scenes, I get probably once a week. You send me Facebook sumo videos um, more frequently when there's bigger competitions and everything going on. Absolutely, you can never get enough sumo. 
Zach, have you ever watched sumo wrestling? I have not, but I'm interested. Jamie, where'd your love for sumo come from? Um, well, it's, it was a tragic experience as a small <laughs> child that I really can't share on, <laughs> on a podcast that children might hear. But aside from that, it comes from I was in, I had a perfect tourist day in Japan. A friend of mine who's a thoracic surgeon named Kobando uh, and uh, entertained a group of friends on a perfect day in Japan. We got there, we went to the top of a tower and looked out at the huge, incredibly dense city. And then we took a boat trip and ate on the boat and went to a temple. And then we went to Sumo. And we saw it live and it was such a bizarre and unique experience uh, sitting on the mats in this small stadium, watching these huge guys just, just ram each other. That's probably a poor choice of word. Ram into each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we were high velocity. Yeah. And the whole marketing thing was great. <laughs> yeah after after the uh the seven on seven and big man tournament i called you and we were discussing because actually we kind of made the realization that zach you know they have the one-on-ones in the big man tournament right like yeah they just kind of push each other yeah that's essentially sumo wrestling it's just yeah. two big dudes trying to push each other out of a circle um and it's a lot of psychologic and 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 cultural and religious and advertising aspects to it. But that's the heart of it is they get, when they both get in a four point stance, then they run at each other and either try to knock the other one over or push them out of the ring. Of course, their attire is slightly different. I was going to say they wear a little bit more clothes in football, thankfully. They so. do. They just wear that kind of modified jack jock strap with yeah. like some rope hanging over the front of it and but in, in reality it really is those those one-on-ones and sumo wrestling are not that different no they're not except for the clothing yeah i think you're gonna have a lot of linemen mad at you eric for saying that but that's okay um, well i think some linemen would make great sumo wrestlers that's true really, yeah yeah that's lower body cool. strength um probably a lot of chest and tricep strength, just the pushing and everything. Um, they just have to be comfortable with the semi-clothed state. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't <laughs> think a lot of them are going to be doing that necessarily. <laughs> yeah, but the, the fans go wild. And the weirdest <laughs> thing about it is they're 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 about to start and then all of a sudden they stand up, stand up and uh, like depending how famous they are, these people come and they're holding like flagpoles with banners on them and they walk around the the circle where they do their event and they're holding these advertising things. It costs like $10,000 uh, in yen per per banner and they just walk around the banner and then they walk off again and then they, it's like a commercial break done with like uh, these portable banners. It's a very strange thing. And uh, the other thing is there's not, they don't have a lot of good product marketing. I had to work really hard to find a T-shirt, uh, uh, a sumo T-shirt. You'd think that would be a good thing, you know. Well, they don't yeah, wear T-shirts. So, I mean, thing, why, yeah. Well, they don't, they don't even wear T-shirts, so why would they even sell them? They probably yeah, you can't sell, sell a jersey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't have jerseys, yeah. And it, <laughs> they'd all be triple X. <laughs> that's true. That's, a, that's another one, too, yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet if you wanted to, though, you could probably uh, find you know the uh, the jock strap and wear that if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I, I wear one of those all the time and time. But <laughs> just around the house. Another Japanese sport that I don't know what it's called, 
and it involves a giant flagpole and two teams rush against each other. And the trick is to get to the person on the top of the flagpole. I've seen and they that. Claw and climb on top of each other to get to the top of the flagpole. Which I've is, seen that. Yeah. It's very strange. It, it's bizarre. I remember I saw it like in a, I don't even know. I think it was just a random Twitter video that I saw it. And I instantly, I had to go look it up and I watched it probably for like 30 minutes because wow. I was like, I mean, they're literally like, there's a pole and there's a guy up there, like you just said, and the team is surrounding him and like facing out. And then from like all sides, these guys just run and literally just like start crawling and climbing up each other, like using someone's head as like a, you know, like for their feet to like propel themselves yeah. up towards the and dude. I think on it's the a high pole. school sport too, which is even weirder. You know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can get a, a college scholarship and flagpole person climbing you know? yeah <laughs> i got my varsity jacket and flag climbing <laughs> yeah it's not a d1 sport it's definitely d3 so they'll just give you some benefit on the slide but they'll give you an academic scholarship but they'll you know. so anyway flag the other sport that's climbing. really big you know of course in japan is baseball yeah uh, going to a japanese baseball game is like going to a uh uh south american soccer game in terms of the action the fans sing and make noise the entire time and you know you think about culturally you don't think of japanese people just sitting there going ah! and singing them together and the two teams singing against each other wow and that, it's really crazy the other thing i gotta say if you're gonna have a beer at a stadium you want to go to the tokyo dome not yankee stadium because at Yankee Stadium, there's a bunch of old farty guys going, hey, got your beer here. And in Japan, it's 22-year-old women in hot pants and tight shirts with a <laughs> canister on their back. And they come and they squirt the beer in your cup for you. And it's, it's a different experience. Oh, so it's like Hooters. Yeah, it's like Hooters. <laughs> Hooters meets baseball. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jamie, what's what's new with you? It's been a year. What is new with, uh, you know, aside from the uh, the jock strap that Eric says you like to wear around the house? Well, that's a good question. What's new with me? I uh, I'm painting a lot. Yeah, okay. I paint, and uh, yeah, I've been eating a lot of paint. I find that <laughs> when I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to pick a color, and I'm doing it by taste, and I'm finding that I really like cerulean red. You know, it's a very tasty paint, and uh, I'm a little worried about it. But um, I'm you know, I I heard something recently. <laughs> what what tastes like blue paint, but is red? Red paint. Red paint. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your favorite joke when you're a kid. What's brown and sticky? A stick. <laughs> that might be the best joke of all time well I, that sounds like an eric joke too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i had to think about it for a long time actually i actually kind of wish that was uh th those were the jokes that he sends me now the ones he sends me the videos and everything they're not pleasant no nah, well you know everyone's got their personal tastes and that's true you just have to mark your time for something to come to <laughs> but but uh the other thing that's up to me is it's crazy i built a command center in the bunker basement of our hospital where we control the lives of like 20 million people without them knowing it you know it's crazy. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. I like it. We got a bomb. We got a guy, a little guy with a cigar and a and a pet cat. And we got a shark tank. <laughs> the shark tank's really cool with like a moving walkway. And a, you know, if someone comes in we don't like, we pull the walkway back and they plunge into the sharks. It's pretty nice. cool. I like it. Does he have a a yellow poncho on like a like the guy that Dane Cook described? Oh come one. on, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're going too far, Zach. That's true. I'm sorry. Too much, man. A yellow poncho. I yeah. mean, you know, come on. So what's up, what's true. going on with you, man? That's what I want to know. That's what all your listeners want to know. Is it true what we're hearing about you? Um, probably. I mean, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. probably. <laughs> Let's be really? honest. You can't really discuss it in public, I know. No, I can't, unfortunately. So what's your so I have another question. I'm asking you some sports questions now. All right. What's your biggest take on the Olympics so far? Um I mean for the most I mean, well, the USA basketball team kind of getting pieced. Oh together. come on, basketball. I want to tell you the Olympics is like, you know, pea shooting and yeah. weightlifting. I don't I personally don't think baseball, basketball, any of that, yeah. any of those belong. I mean, come on. I want to know about fencing and <laughs> caber tossing and why don't they I have like. pole, pole person climbing in the Olympics? They they should. Yeah. Pole person climbing. That's what they should call oh, it, too. I like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, it, it's it's nice that it's able to come back. I mean, it's kind of like how everything is. You know, we're starting to get that sense of normalcy again. Um, yeah. And it's nice to see it come back. So. My friends in Japan are not excited about it though. Oh really? Their vaccination rates low and they're like, Oh uh, my gosh, come on. This is, and no one can go right. Cause the stadiums are, have limited seating. So the only yeah. people go are rich people and politicians. And so they're like, Oh, this is great Olympics for us. Yeah. I think I saw today actually, it's like what, like 10,000 people per event. Yeah, like the big opening ceremony, it was they had a bunch of uh, cut out uh, sumo wrestlers in the in the stadium, you know, instead of real people. And it's you know part of that opening ceremony is packing the stadium. Everyone yeah. wears their traditional you know garb from Africa, and you know everyone's got Nike stuff yep. on because they sponsor the world. And uh, it's uh, uh, it's it'd be interesting to to see how much money they lose but yeah. i'm sure it's uh you know it had to happen i guess but it just seems dangerous to me we'll see yeah. two weeks three weeks from afterwards if they have a big spike in cases yeah that's true uh speaking of that has work slowed down for you a little bit oh i don't work i mean oh, okay no. aside from no our yeah covid <laughs> in minnesota is very low right now we yeah have a high vaccination rate and covid uh, it's not bad anywhere in the country right now, but it's, you know, compared to how it's been. But so that's nice. Oh. Yeah, because that's how I was getting at. Because the last time we talked, um, you know, it was really bad here, I think. Right, Eric? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't good. Yeah, yeah you had the, the uh, I know the Mayo Scottsdale Hospital had a had to move their ER to a, a, a tent in a parking lot. Oh, which you can do in, in Scottsdale, except the middle of the summer. And you can do in Minnesota, it's up the middle of the winter. So you just have to, if you're sick, you, that's why you have snowbirds, I guess. They go back and forth. Yeah. And, um, yeah. How is the weather there, by the way? Probably a lot better than it is here, right? Well, there's a good Minnesota question for you. How's the weather? <laughs> it's 65 degrees. Well, we might get some rain here, yeah, you betcha. 
<laughs> For sure. Yeah. 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 They say that the drought's going to end soon. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. My oh, I hope so. Holy, I sure do. Holy, holy says, yeah, I haven't seen a year like this since uh, last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember what was it, 2005 we had all that rain? Something oh, like that. was a goalie washer. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. like uh Minnesota meets uh um Disney or something. Yeah, it's a goalie washer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it would rain so hard to wash the paint right off my house. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? It sure is hot out there, huh? <laughs> Sure you know, I took a shower and then I went outside and I just got all wet again. Figured maybe I'd just go back. But the corn's looking really good this year. It does yeah. look pretty good, I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The soy, soy's a little damn for the soy, though. Oh, yeah, so my brother Dale, question. my brother Dale farms <laughs> soy, and he just, uh, you know, he's having a rough year, but he'll hang tough. Yeah, yeah. I know he's renting out some of the farmland for hunters. To make up the difference, yeah, yeah. All right, don't you, walk around his don't walk around his house anytime soon in your skivvies because you're bound to get some buckshot in your butt. All right, you guys are getting way too specific. Did this actually happen? Was this an actual conversation? No, no. Oh, okay. We're just free birding. We're free birding right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, why if, you you put put your, if you put this on your podcast, you guys are hurting. <laughs> uh, well, it's content. <laughs> it's, it's high quality content i mean you know really you know you've got a large minnesota listening audience i would say i think so yeah one yeah no easily at least 10 percent uh well you know when i did my radio show in uh i did a radio show for 10 years in galveston or eight years onward and upward geriatric radio hour what you listen to before did you, you use your radio voice i don't know if i've ever asked you that like did you have a like a stereotypical broadcaster voice that you used or did you talk normal mm, as normal as i ever talk uh, although several times i had to make voices up like the the, the one time i had a uh, uh, a group of people from a home health company and one of the guys sat at the mic and said i'm not before we started he said i'm not saying anything i go while you're sitting in the studio well well i said if you're not gonna say anything i'm talking for you He's like, oh, you wouldn't do that. So I did the whole interview with his employees and him, and I did his voice the whole time. I said, how you doing, Mike? And he didn't say anything. I said, well, I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> home health company. Well, we're with the home health company, and we go to your home and give you health. And I did the whole interview with him, <laughs> making his voice. And I took a lot of heat for that because uh, it's just the way it is. But sometimes you got to do it. You know how it is. You know, if people aren't going to say anything. You got to step in and say it for them. Oh, that that's awesome. Good. Yeah, it was a really good one. Yeah, that was one of my last ones. <laughs> but, what was the reason what was I his brought re- it up is because I had a listening. I always say I have a listening audience of one, my mother. But the thing, it was AM radio with, uh, and she was living in New York. So <laughs> I don't even think she could listen to it. She <laughs> could pick up AM radio in New York City. That's for sure. What was his reaction when you were doing his voice? He just kind of glared at me at first, and then they thought it was funny. Nice. You know, but that, and I'll say the other one that was really bad is I had a lady who was a physical therapist. It was an hour-long show, and I go, and I go, oh, hi, it's great to have you here. What are you? Oh, I'm a physical therapist. So what does that involve? 
physical therapy. So what kind of stuff do you do when you give patients some therapy? <laughs> that's it. I was like two minutes into it. It's like, what am I going to talk about with this lady for the next 52 minutes? <laughs> that was pretty harsh. Yeah, that's that awesome. at that point, once she's even though she's not giving you anything, you still can't make up her voice either because she's already. Yeah, spoken. I know. Yeah, I was committed. I I, I had a. It was like uh, you know, pulling. It was like uh, taking a knot apart or something. You had to pull the little pieces off one at a time to get answers, and it became a challenge. You know, to fill it because what was I going to do otherwise? You know, sing. I don't know. Speaking of which, didn't you sing on my radio show once? Your your school class sang on the show. Once. Yes, that's right. I don't remember what we sang, but yeah, we must have been five, six years old, and we yeah, sang it was some thing. kind of Christmassy thing. Yeah. Hey, Eric, I want to hear your singing voice. I don't remember what the song was, and I'm sure I, it was different before I hit puberty. Yeah, that was like three years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like 26 and dad am i ever gonna get pubes and i'm like one day son one day one day <laughs> once they descend you'll be fine <laughs> sad but true <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, that's great. I was I'm sorry to tell these sad truths about your medical issues. I mean, I guess I should have gotten you to sign a HIPAA waiver or something. Yeah. Uh, the really, the shots really helped. The hormone shots helped. And, yeah. Uh, that's a fine mustache you're growing now. And Yeah, it went from right. Eric to Eric. <laughs> no. The next thing you know, you're weightlifting. That's right. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of is, uh, remember in Dodgeball when that one uh, girl got busted for like taking like the beaver testosterone or something like that? No. <laughs> no. You don't remember that? No. The only thing I remember about Dodgeball involved pizza. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> was that when he's singing at the end? Yeah, that was when he was doing something at the end with his pizza. I don't yeah. remember what it involved, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, when it was like yes, when after he was already like a big again, right? Sitting on his couch? No, I don't remember. Uh, uh, it involved right. it was something autoerotic with pizza. Yeah, a lot of gyrating. God. Yeah. It. And it was pepperoni involved, I think. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, no, the in one of like the earlier scenes when they're trying to actually qualify to go to Vegas or wherever they went, they're playing like a team of Girl Scouts. And one of the girls like was taking like, like some sort of like, I think they said it was like a beaver testosterone or hormone or something. And she was crying and her voice was like, oh, <laughs> I love beaver it. testosterone, you know, damn. Um. <laughs> it may not have been that it was something, though. It was something with an animal. I know that. So I, I, I like I, I think of all I mean, from dodgeball standpoint, I'm not sure beaver would be your ideal animal. Though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, because they have the tail that could slap the ball back, but they can't really catch a ball. I think like a kangaroo now. would be better. I'm gonna look it up now. Uh, I mean, a kangaroo could catch it in their pouch. I mean, if you think about it, what animal would you want it? Or like a one of those giant tree frogs with the big hands? 
Although it had to, it couldn't be a little one because it was yeah, something big. sticky, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find what it was exactly. It was some sort of like steroid, actually. Well, there's you know, there's an entire there's an entire uh, uh, website dedicated to animals in 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 sports movies, and I'm sure dodgeball is Airbud the king of animals in sports movies. No, well, yeah, probably so. In I terms of fame, so. yeah, yeah. There used to be a Walter the Mule in the forties, and I think he played football. I like that. He might have died in Vietnam, but there was a there was a, a Walter the Mule in the forties for sure. But I think Air Bud is the you know probably the king of animal sports movies. The worst oh. one I ever saw was Most Valuable Primate. I think I've. <laughs> That one is terrible. <laughs> That's great. I think you I've know. told you about this one, Zach, right? It's a monkey who plays hockey. <laughs> and no one can tell he's a monkey because he's wearing a helmet. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I mean, I think a monkey can make a good pitcher. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, they have strong arms and stuff, but hockey, you know, it's funny. Uh, by the way, I did look it up, and it was uh, three separate types of steroids and a beaver tranquilizer. That's what it was. Nice. Oh. So it did involve a beaver. At least I was right on that part. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know why I said testosterone, though, because you're right. That would have been very strange. But Yeah, that would that would have been strange. Yeah, that's the weird part. Yeah, that yeah, is the weird part. The weird part is that we're talking about dodgeball the movie. Well, we should be talking about. Air, what's it called? Space Jam 2 is what we should really be talking about. I yeah. guess in terms of animals and sports movies, I I guess Bugs Bunny and Space Jam is right up there. No, I would say the best, I'm going to take it back, the best, ba- best animal in sports is Bugs Bunny playing baseball. Sorry. That's, that's a good one. one. Yeah, Bugs Bunny is a fan, you know, in that classic baseball episode you can't really beat that in terms of because his sports prowess and his nonstop wacky humor i think yeah he pitches and then runs to the end and catches the ball himself yeah yeah you can't beat bugs <laughs> bunny in baseball and he also goes in the stands and gets the people to cheer for him yeah exactly nice. uh, okay that's yeah that's a good point <laughs> no. I'm trying to think of any animal that would be better at sports than Bugs Bunny and baseball. I don't remember what that episode was called. It was like rah rah rabbit. I'm guessing something like that. Yeah. All right, we're dying here, um, Dad. We've got to right. get back. We've got to get back to our sports coverage and everything. Well, I hope you can cull ten minutes of good material out of this conversation. Maybe. Oh, we're using everything. Don't worry. The most important part of it was that it entertained me. So everything else is secondary. And yep. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to next year. I'm going to start holding my breath now. <gasps> happy Father's Day. Yes. Happy belated Father's Day. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Your dad is something, man. Your dad is something. Yeah. Now you know where I get it. Yeah, exactly. We have a weird family. It's. I love it, though. I love it. 
Maybe we should have some one of my sisters or my brother on in another episode. I'd be down. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So where were we? Uh, we were talking about. Well, we were just about to transition into something else, actually. Um, so we're gonna go into section seven, Eric. Um, yeah. So I obviously I wasn't able to make it this year. Um, yeah. But. You know, I saw some stuff on Twitter. I saw some really cool um, pictures and and stories of people out there. What was it? Twelve courts at State Farm Stadium. Yep, twelve courts. It was uh, it was like ten courts that were like just right next to each other, and then there was two that were kind of like secluded from the rest. It was like the featured like premier courts, basically. Yeah, it was cool yeah. though. I mean, because they had like their own their own like stands and uh, announcer on one of the courts it was actually James Poovey. He did a really good job. Um, they had, you know, larger scoreboards. There was actually on Friday, there was a DJ at, on the other court as well. Um, it was a really, really cool environment. Um, and I got to see Desert Vista play on, on court one with the announcer. Uh, they played on there twice. I saw Mountain Point play on, on the premier court, the other one, uh, a couple times as well. Um, there was a lot of really good basketball. Perry was there. Um, a lot of East Valley teams, a lot of, you know, West Valley all over the state teams. It was a really cool event. I am so glad that it was back and I'm so glad they were able to do it at State Farm Stadium because it was awesome. Yeah, man. What an experience for, for kids that, you know, how many people, um, even college players, most of them don't get to play in a stadium like that unless they make like the final four. Yeah. uh, in the NCAA tournament or something like that. Well, and what was really cool about it too, is some of the courts actually had, um, they were actually from like final fours. So like one of them was like the women's final four. Um, other courts were like March madness courts. It was actually really cool because they, they somehow got these courts from other parts of the country. Like I know, I think one of the women's final four was like from either Texas or like new Orleans or it was something. Um, but it was really cool. It, you know, it almost gave them a feel like, holy crap, like this is what we could do in the next couple of years, depending on how old we are. Um, and there were some girls teams there, too. I know um, Millennium was the one who actually uh, won the girls title. Uh, they beat Mesa. So very cool just in general for all these teams to get this opportunity. I mean, over 400 college coaches were there. There were some California teams that actually decided not to play in their open division championship there that they have in California. Uh, which was delayed, of course, because of COVID. Um, some of them actually chose to play in Section 7 versus that because they wanted the exposure. So yeah, very sure. cool. I mean, it it really just shows you um, that Arizona has some teams that uh, can compete at those levels and um, just a, kind of a great celebration of basketball. It was. It, w- it was definitely a good time. And you didn't have Flag or Coconino in there, right? Nope. I, I watched a tournament in Flagstaff. There was a, uh, a girls tournament that actually had a lot of really good talent. Yeah. Um, the, the championship ended up being between Seton Catholic and Dobson. So two East Valley teams that really have had good history in terms of women's basketball. What a surprise Seton Catholic was involved in a championship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, it, like, do you think Karen self ever gets bored of playing for championships at this point? I don't think you ever get bored playing for championships. That's true. That's a good point. Um, who was the team, by the way, that had those really cool jerseys? Because obviously I saw Valley Christian. They had awesome jerseys. Um, and we talked about that in the last podcast. But 
who was the team that had the really cool ones? They're like almost like a beach themed or something like so that. So it was Tuba City. Um, and they're That's all a, a majority of them were were Native American. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which nation, um, but they had. Yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely see it like from afar, like a beach thing. It was uh, Native American like um, decoration that matched from the sh- the jersey and the shorts. It was just really cool looking. Oh, okay. See, yeah, in your picture, it was too far away. It yeah, looks, for it looks sure. Like light blue. Um... Yeah, it almost looks like it's a it's the ocean with like a yeah. I could see that. It. I could see that from far away for sure. Yeah, but now that I'm kind of zooming in a little bit more, I can kind of see what you're talking about. Though those are sweet. I like those a lot. What are their normal colors? Do you know? I don't know. I've never seen them play before this. I wonder if that is like their normal colors too. It might been. It might have been a like a club jersey or yeah. a you know a preseason or something like that. Yeah, but. I mean, I think we even talked about it before, but, you know, jerseys like that and like the Valley Christian ones, they should carry those over and just wear them in the regular season. Agreed. Yeah, they were really, really cool looking. Yeah, the Valley Christian ones were awesome up close, too. They were pretty sweet. Yeah, I believe um, that. But, you know, we had a, a couple teams uh, go for championships. Um, I think Corona Centennial, which is probably the best team in the tournament in general. I mean, that team is ridiculously talented. Um, I think they, they won, I think the quote unquote top bracket. Um, and then I want to say sunny slope actually finished like as a runner up or not runner up, but, uh, in the, in the final four in that one, uh, Perry played and beat St. Mary's in a consolation championship. That was a great game. Um, I watched that. It was right after desert Vista played for the championship in their bracket. And I watched the Perry St. Mary's game next to uh, David Hines. We were actually talking and watching the game together. It was great to catch up with him. Um, but, man, it was cool. And I, I'll tease it right now. I don't want to announce anything. There's some big plans ahead with the AIA when it comes to basketball especially. Um, so that's a little teaser. I'm not going to release anything else because I'm going to wait, obviously, until the time comes. Um, but – it will be way down the road from now. So, you know, but in general, it was cool to catch up with him. It was cool to were watch there, that game. Yeah. Were there shot clocks in these games? There were 35 second shot clocks. That's awesome. How did it the, was great? How was the uh, like, did the teams react pretty well to it? Yeah. I mean, I think I only saw like maybe a few shot clock violations. And I think a couple of those that I saw were like the ball just didn't hit the rim. Right. So, yeah, no, they, they were fine with it. I mean, and that's one of the things, too, I think that, I mean, obviously that's been well documented that the AIA is going to look into. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, even David and I were talking about that. Like, we really think that teams, even if some conference leaders, let's say, don't want it, if enough teams in that conference want it, then they're going to make it happen. So I don't know if it's going to be, it's probably not going to be this year because some schools actually have to get the setup for it. Yeah. Um, but 2022, I think, or 2023, I guess, in this case, um, we will probably see shot clocks uh, with Arizona high school basketball, which would be, I think, better because I know you were at that St. Mary's and um, Paradise Honors game where they just held the ball for like two minutes. So, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, we won't have much of that anymore, which would be pretty good. I think it just gives a, it's a different atmosphere. It changes the game a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um so, but yeah, section seven, man, it was fun on, on Sunday at 1230, they actually started playing the sun's game on the big screen. So that was, it was such a cool environment. Um, 
it was it was a great time. I mean, just seeing all those college coaches and genuinely everyone was having a good time. That's what I think was most important. It was obviously a good opportunity for college coaches to recruit kids for the first time in a very long time in person. It was a good thing for all these players to, you know, obviously get in front of them. But most importantly, everyone was having a good time and, and it was it was awesome to see. For sure. Um, Eric, let's thank our sponsor, all.net, A-A-L-L.net. Arizona Focus for almost 40 years. Uh, Papa Hinojosa is a very good friend of ours to the show. They have 30 Valley locations, and they will serve you for all of your home, auto, and commercial needs. And they're most they're the most referred agency in Arizona. And Eric, I'm going to let you take it away. I'm not going to steal your line this time. So we're obviously a high school sports show. We talk about other stuff too, but primarily what we've covered the last few years is high school sports. Um, and and then college, it kind of matters as well. But you need insurance for, for people starting to learn to drive, if they get a permit, if they get their license for the first time, maybe buying a new car, um, whatever. Even if it's you know a rental insurance in a new apartment that you live in, uh, if you're a young college athlete. But you know insurance is just so important at those... Um, at those stages of life and there's no one we should recommend anymore absolutely and so make sure you uh, visit their website aall.net getting too ahead of myself there or or give them a call 602-233-3333 that is all.net aall.net insurance very good friends of the show very good friends of arizona varsity very good friends of chile who, by the way, had his flight club event a couple weekends ago. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. But, Eric, you actually came down the mountain for that. What did you see at flight club that impressed you the most? I did. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it's it's something that gets talked about so much. But playing through the heat um, was really impressive to me because it got over yeah. 100 for the majority of the time we were there. And, yeah. you know, for a while, we just we had to take a break and go sit under the tarp for a little bit for a long um, time, actually, for quite a while. <laughs> and these and we weren't the ones running around and playing eight games or whatever it ended yeah. up being for the, the teams that made it uh, deep in the championship. The minimum was four. Even if you got knocked out in the first round, you played yeah. three games and it's a lot of exercise and a lot of running around in the heat and everything. So I was impressed by that. We saw a lot of fun talent um, really got competitive at mm-hmm. some stages and you know, that's, it was just fun to see. Maybe a little too competitive at times. Almost. You know, tempers flared a little bit there in some circumstances, but overall, I mean, hats off to Chile. He did a hell of a job setting this up, doing everything, getting all the the AIA officials involved to obviously have legitimate referees out there. You know, uh, the Hamilton football staff was helping out. Um, it was it was a really really cool event, and I was so glad that I was able to be a part of it and and help out with coverage. And gosh, man, we there's something about the Arizona media. I mean, you look at I mean. Richard Obert, friend of ours, does literally everything high school sports. Um, you know, you've got you've got Chili, like I mentioned. You've got the entire Arizona varsity team. You've got yourself. You've got Dave Zorn and Flagstaff. You've got you know Lee Patterson out in the in, in the Eastern Arizona area. Um, you know, you've got the Yuma Sun guys who who take care of their things. You've got the the um, uh, what's I'm why am I uh, the Morales brothers? That's what I was thinking of down in Tucson. I mean, 
you've got Dana from the Arizona Republic. I mean, we just have Richard so, Smith, Richard all Smith, Preps 365 guys yep. that do an amazing yep. job. See, there's and, so many there, I keep forgetting. The thing <laughs> is that like we could name people forever and we'd still miss some. Yes. There's just exactly. so many awesome people, as I think the point you were trying to make. Exactly. And it's I mean, what other state one has this type of coverage and two has media that sets up tournaments like this. I mean, it all kind of gets along like they're, I mean, everyone, not everybody loves each other in life and whatever, but I think for the most part, it's kind of a, I hesitate to call it a fraternity because that's kind of just a male centric thing. Yeah. Um, a a group of people that really like, you know, I see most of the people and I'll at least wave, maybe have a conversation, um, you know, say hi and whatever, but it's, it's cool seeing a lot of the same people on the sidelines and everything. You gave me the finger though. At Chili's event, I don't think I did that. You did give, you did do that. <laughs> you did, and I'm still hurt by it. Are you? No, um, but no, it was it was really cool, man. I mean, it's just such a cool thing. And again, hats off to Chili. Um, you know, just one of my best friends, obviously, along with yourself and the entire Arizona varsity team, and you know, the list goes on and on. But um, you know, just a a great guy who genuinely loves to do stuff to that will benefit these high school athletes. Yeah. He did it because he wanted them to have the experience, not anything for himself. Exactly. Um, he, he only- actually, he told me, so I went with him to uh Chris Chick's celebration of life, which was great by the way. Um, and we were talking about all the logistics and everything. He spent, I won't say the exact amount, but he spent like at least four figures on those belts and everything. I mean, he that was money out of his pocket just to make this happen. Who else does that? You could tell the people appreciated it too. Yeah, I agree. So it was it was sweet, man. I mean, it was such a good event, and I'm excited for next year. I think he said it's going to be even bigger and better, and hopefully at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe two nights just to you know spread it out and not be – so hot but uh, i did spend most of the next day sleeping i'm sure i had a little bit of heat exhaustion yeah the next day i yeah i think i did the same exact thing i think i actually went and did a little bit of cardio at the gym later on but it was only, but that was only because i had like that entire pizza at raceway which was awesome by the way um but i was also very hungry after <laughs> after standing out in the sun for that long and we went through like what like at least five six pitchers of water too <laughs> crazy amounts of water yeah which is obviously not good because we probably should have been drinking more when we're actually at the event but uh regardless still a great time um and uh yeah looking forward to it uh to it next year um eric speaking of food we're at that point in the show um we already kind of mentioned everything going on in flagstaff so uh if you're cool with that we'll kind of uh put that off to the side for this week unless you got something really cool no all right cool uh so what (laughs) I mean, plenty. Of, I, I shouldn't say no, but I, I don't yeah. have, you know, I'm covering the local teams. Nothing, nothing crazy is going on. Yeah. Just the, the usual, right? Yeah. Summer stuff. Okay, cool. Um, best thing you ate in the last week? Best thing I ate in the last week. I knew this was coming and I've been thinking about it. Um, yeah. It was, it's hard to beat the strawberries that I talked about the last episode. The, Do you still have some left? No, I don't have oh, any okay, left. Okay. It's been almost two weeks now. So, got it. Um, those things got eaten very quickly. Okay. But you know what I had for the first time in a really long time? 
that this isn't anything too intricate. Okay. But I had an ice cream sandwich Neapolitan. Um, hmm. So the the strawberry, vanilla, chocolate, three flavors. Um, nice. And I just hadn't had one in a really long time. And it was after a hot day um, working outside, um, covering some sports and, you know, being outside all day, just came in and after dinner had a just delicious ice cream sandwich. I don't even know why I wanted, like why that in particular stood out to me, but it was, it was just so satisfying. So I'm going to take your Neapolitan ice cream sandwich and raise you a uh, ice cream cone from McDonald's. Just a classic ice cream cone from McDonald's. That's where you, that's Um, what your pick is. Well, I mean, I, that's one of my picks. The other one, uh, there's this Italian restaurant that I went to. Um, so the, the ice cream cone was actually about two weeks. It it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, I decided to splurge and treat myself. Um, you got one of the rare places where the machine was working. I know. Right. (laughs) Seriously. Um, (laughs) The other one was actually, so um, I woke up a little bit later than I wanted to this past Saturday to go to Section 7. I wanted to be there 8 a.m. Um, I figured if I woke up around 6.30 or whatever, I'd be able to get, uh, you know, something to eat and then go, right? Because I live about 40 minutes away from State Farm Stadium. Right, yeah, that's, um, a, that's a haul for you. Yeah, I woke up at 7. So yeah, um, I didn't eat. There's no food. I'm there from 8 a.m., until I think I finally left around like 3.30 or 4. Didn't have anything to eat all day. Barely had any water. So I went to this Italian restaurant after I got done, right? Went out to eat, like I already mentioned. Probably the best garlic knots I've ever had in my life. Garlic knots, when they're done well, are clutch. The best I've ever had. First of all, they were large, which was awesome. Fluffy, not too much garlic, but just enough to where you can taste it. Homemade marinara. Oh my goodness, Eric. Love it. It was so good. Paired it with a few adult beverages. It was a it was a good night. It was so good, man. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to section seven. Cause I'm gonna go cover Desert Vista in the championship. So I went back and it was fun. I'm glad I went back again. So three days of Section Seven. It was a good time. But yeah, did I know you eat that. any stadium food at State Farm Stadium? No, because I don't even think concessions were open. I also mm-hmm. never went up there. So um, the entrance for all the coaches and media, it was actually down the ramp where like all the production trucks parked during Cardinals games and like where the players enter uh, enter the stadium as well. So we actually had to check in at the tent and then go down that ramp and then enter like through the back of the stadium, like you know where the red zone is. Yeah. So it's like the doors that are back there, like where the, like the Cardinals locker room is in that area. We entered uh, through there. Um, and well, you you know, the Fiesta Bowl. When we go down to the field, a um, couple years ago when we were actually allowed to go down to the field, it was that same hallway that it, there's like a door to the right. That's where we entered the stadium. So I actually never went on the main concourse level. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I right when I enter the door – I'm already basically at court level and all I have to do is just walk through and obviously I have my pass. So, yeah. So I never actually went up there, but um, typically I thought, you know, you could smell it if there was something open, but I didn't smell any food at all. Like yeah, they brought the, in food the popcorn for the scent. Yeah. You can always smell at a stadium. Yeah. So, and I, I didn't really, I don't remember smelling that. So I also was obviously focused on trying to cover like, you know, four games at once. So what is your, lie. I was thinking about, 
ice cream sandwiches and, you know, uh, the ice cream truck. If an ice cream truck comes, what is your go-to order? Oh, man. I was always a huge drumstick fan. Drumsticks are good. Yeah, with like the peanuts and the chocolate and like the little like the hidden caramel in the cone. Yep. Or yeah, chocolate, that last couple of bites where yeah. it's the caramel and, and chocolate, chocolate at the yeah. end of the cone. That was it's just like good. a last little great goodbye yeah. to the food. Um, just because it's come up recently, like in videos and stuff, like I know, like I've seen it like in TikToks that were posted, like Twitter or whatever. But um, I think someone was doing like a like he was going to open one SpongeBob popsicle every day just you know, to see how long it takes to get one that actually looks like the box. And it reminded me, like, every time I would get one of those, they're always so deformed. Oh, they never look right. <laughs> they never look right. I uh, honestly don't ever know if I ate one of those. They always kind of look too weird to me. Well, they were just good. like, I, I think, I mean, I, I never liked them. I think I got, like, a couple times. But I never really liked them because they're just straight sugar. It, I mean, obviously, ice cream is sugar anyway. But, like, that was, like, too, you know, like, too sweet. I don't know. If that makes sense. I dig a Choco Taco. Oh, those were good too. Those were like drumsticks, but in taco form. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> the exact same thing, yeah. just in a different shape. Um, What else? Uh, classic ice cream bar. You can't really go wrong. Yeah. Um, Chocolate coating with the vanilla inside. I don't remember having that on the one that we had. Did that come in like a wrapper and stuff? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I, mu- I must have never gotten that one. Um, uh, the, the push pops, push pops were, I never was a huge fan. I, I guess I liked them fine, but yeah, it was always kind of funny to me that they were Flintstones. It just was random. Yeah. And like the, I mean, I think for me it was mostly because they were just like fruit flavored. And yeah. 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 Really good. Um, what else? What else was it? Man, ice cream trucks. Um, uh, what else did they even have on those things? There was the ice cream sandwich and that's why I thought of it. Yeah. Which is a classic. And you could get like the pre-made snow cones, but those That's ended right. up being so frozen yeah. that like it was hard to eat. Yeah. Why is every ice cream truck the same? <laughs> That's a good question. Do you think ice cream trucks suffered during the pandemic? I would assume so. But people were also outside, right? Like people were doing stuff outside more and um But you yeah, know, but but then you have the whole like oh well he's been in that truck and who that's knows, true a mask and uh, yeah i don't know i feel like a ice I guess cream truck like, right now in in the valley would do so many good numbers yeah it would but like they don't even drive around neighborhoods anymore at least not where i live yeah so, yeah i don't think i've seen one in a long time either I saw one, um, you know where I was? I went and I did, uh, I walked Tempe Town Lake a couple weeks ago. And I actually did see one sitting like on the opposite side of like where the main like walk is, I guess, Tempe Beach Park. Um, Because I walked um, from the parking lot down to the bridge, crossed it, and then went all the way down to like, what is that? Probably Scottsdale Road and then came back. And um on the other side of the of the lake, there was actually an ice cream truck just sitting there. Um, the music he was playing was like the classic ice cream, you know, man song, whatever, like the the like doo doo or whatever it is. Yep. But it had like a hip hop like 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 beat to it as well, like huh. a remix. It was kind of cool actually. Um, but I didn't have any cash on me, and I was there to technically do a workout, so I didn't want to you know 
eat ice cream to ruin it. But I feel that. Yeah, but um, it just makes me happy to hear one. Like even if I don't order something from it, just to know it exists. Exactly. Like, do you remember when you did you were you the type who would always like whenever you heard it coming, you'd run to get change or money or whatever. Yeah. And run outside. I would too. It was so fun. Yeah, and half like some of the stuff wasn't honestly even that good. No. Like you're talking about like the push pops and stuff. It was yeah. like fine. Yeah. But it was just the idea of like just you weren't even expecting it. Yeah. Oh, you know what was okay? Hear me out, really quick. We 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 need to end this because we've been going too long. But hear me out. Yes or no? One of the best childhood moments ever. Playing basketball in one of your friends' driveway. They open up a freezer, and otter pops are inside. Oh my goodness! Yeah, right. Nostalgic, isn't it? What was your favorite flavor? Uh, I was always a big fan of the blue, or or the, the blue pink. was a good choice. You could never the go wrong with the blue. Yeah, it was blue or pink for me. Those were always my two favorites. I liked those. I also loved green because that was the one that made your tongue look the weirdest. Green was also good. Purple was probably my least favorite because I don't really like grape flavored stuff. Yeah, I never liked the red much. It always tasted like cough syrup to me. That one too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but blue, blue. But you, you're and absolutely right. You're doing something hot outside. Yep. And someone comes up with the with those, and you just you can't go wrong. It's it's the it's the playing basketball with friends after school, it in a hot obviously Arizona day. It's the getting a drink from the water hose because you don't want to go inside because you want to make it quick so you can get back to the game, and then once you're done at a certain point, you open up the freezer and enjoy a nice hotter pop. Yep, nostalgic. That was childhood right there, and I loved it. I miss it. Um, and now we're all grown up and we have bills. I mean, you could still buy them. Yeah, but it's not the same. You know, it's not the same as having someone present yeah. them to you. Not the same at all. And on the off chance they have a Capri Sun, just mix the two. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eric, what do you say we wrap things up? Let's do that. Before I start crying from missing my childhood too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you to Jamie Newman. A surprise guest. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you all for listening, as always. Thank you all, or thank you to all.net for uh, for sponsoring us and Arizona Varsity. Um, thank you to Eric for uh, taking a trip down memory lane with me. It was always great. It's yep. always a good time when we can do that. Um, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Alvire, at Enuman Rights, at AZHSFD, and at Arizona Varsity. Uh, once again, we are signing off. By the way, this is episode 53, not 54. I made that mistake earlier, but I'm correcting myself now. Thank you all for listening. We will uh, talk to you all next week.